Nicely Rhymes with Culture. I am Blake. Hello, I'm Martin. And I'm Megan. <laughs> am I supposed and to introduce myself? Are we doing it? <laughs> you can, you yes, absolutely introduce yourselves. We have two okay. guests with us today. Uh, I'm Todd Jenkins, a uh, writer, director, and one of the lead actors in Cherokee Creek. And I'm Billy Blair, producer, uh, one of the actors of Cherokee Creek. And we're super excited to have you both. Um, Billy, to be honest with you, I'm going to struggle to not call you Vinny. Vinny Blades. <laughs> <Same. laughs> it's, too, it's too similar, Vinny and Billy. So close. But it sounds like Actually, it's such you know, a badass name, though. Thank you. That, it that's is. my middle name. My middle name's Vincent. So, man, how did we get Vinny Blades, Todd? Did you come up with that? <laughs> Well, I think it was because I originally was a fan of uh, Machete, and that's what I knew you from. And I wanted to incorporate your character somehow with Machete, but I wanted it to be funny. So instead of you having a big Machete, it was like, let's give you a, a switchblade. And then we just named it, then we just shortened it to Blades. Yeah. And then but I said, what do you want, what would you want your name to be? And you're like, how about Vinny? And I was like, okay, well, we'll call you Vinny Blades. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way I remember it. It just like truly <laughs> sounds like an action hero name, I feel like. Just yeah. Um, like Perfect. some sort of undercover superhero. Perfect. It's awesome. Oh, I was well, my curious. Name is Shotgun, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious if it was like, because uh, there's a lot of metal in the music. I was wondering, or in the movie, I was wondering if it was like a tribute to Pantera, Vinnie Paul. That's kind of where my mind went. But well, that's actually, that, a lot of that music is his band. He's in a band for the movie, and the band's name is Junk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was in a lot of bands. He was like, uh, Pantera, Hell Yeah, all those bands. So I was wondering no, no, I'm if saying that. Billy's band. Like Vinny, oh, Billy's band. Oh, yeah. oh. That's, my, that's my band that you're, you're listening to on that. But with Vinny, uh, I know he's talking about Vinny Paul. I mean, this, this was, this, we did this way before his death. So uh, it wasn't a tribute to him. But he's a good, he was a good friend of mine. Oh, very cool. But uh, I, I mean, we don't say it's a tribute to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, we did it because it was a tribute. Yeah, good coincidence. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I know. Well, you know. The Dallas guy, you guys like metal? I just didn't know. I was curious. <laughs> no, that's really cool, though, that you were able to use your own music in it. I bet I'm sure that made copywriting a lot simpler. Well, that's yes. it. Yeah, that <laughs> it's always cool. Like, if I'm like a producer in a movie, it's like, well, got to throw in my band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shameless. The straight part of the production. He wrote the song like, what am I going to say? <laughs> what do you um, like? So, tell us like how this story like came to be cuz it's a very interesting story. I feel like so like where did the idea come from? Uh, you want to I'll try to shorten it a little bit. Uh <laughs> Me and Billy met on a, a movie set called Bigfoot Wars, and it was a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I kept wanting to make a movie because I, I would get really close to getting cast in these big movies, and then at the end, they would say, oh, sorry, we have to let you go because you don't have a license to drive an 18-wheeler, or sorry, uh, you know, your agent blew the deal, whatever. I'm like, what? So I kept losing on these really big parts, and I was getting frustrated, and uh, I was talking to Billy about it, and we were like, we're just going to start doing our own movies. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen. And I couldn't think of anything to do. And I had a cousin that lived out in Melissa, Texas, that had all this, this, uh, this wooded area. And he kept saying, you need to make a horror movie. And I couldn't think of anything. And my aunt always would go back to this movie called Boggy Creek. And she's like, you got to make a Bigfoot movie. So I was like, wow, all these signs are pointing that I should make a Bigfoot movie. So I hated Bigfoot Wars. So I wanted to redeem our, ourselves for being in that piece of shit. And I <laughs> wanted to do something cool. But I couldn't think of a story, really, and I, I was talking to Billy about it, and I was like, well, I got to write what I know, so I based a lot of these characters on people I know, and a lot of the stories, when I would interview some of the, the actors in the movies, for, for instance, Billy, I said, hey, is there certain things you'd be okay sharing in the movie? And he would tell me, like, uh, his, his true life ghost stories, his experience with ghosts, and then with women, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was actually filming a scene for his audition, if you want to tell him the story, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said. <laughs> okay, uh, I was filming an audition for him. I said, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And he told me the story about the squirter. So uh, I said, "Hey, that's <laughs> in the movie." Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it sounds funnier. I guess if I said, 
Yes. I was just like, oh, hey, man, you know, uh, last night I was with a squirter. <laughs> and he's getting the camera set up and he goes, I'm going to use that for the movie. Is that okay? And I go, sure. <laughs> That's how it came up. <laughs> That's so perfect. A whole just lot casual conversation. Like, That's just guy talk, you know? It's just guy talk. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it made your lines come out more naturally <laughs> since it was experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we used a lot of uh, real-life events or people. Right, and there, there's actually, a, the characters are based on real people, like the Chad character. There's a real Chad in real life that I'm friends with. Um, there's a Pat and Caroline, but then I ended up basing the characters more on other people that I knew. Because I thought Pat and Caroline had an interesting relationship, but then I met these other people and theirs was even worse. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to start writing based on them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so all the characters, like all your guy bros that you base them off of, are they actually friends or are they just like, you're the common person? Like, is this Uh, off of like a friend group or? Like, I have a. I have a nephew whose name's Jarrett. He kind of is similar to his character in the movie. I don't know if he has a, a masturbation problem, but, you know, he could, <laughs> could have. Uh, he does now. <laughs> I assume that he did. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, there was, a, there was an actual character. The characters, Pat and Chad, were friends, and they became, like, not friends because of all these. Uh, he was, he be, Chad became, like, a raging atheist, and then he divorced his wife, and he started doing, like, pot and ecstasy and all this stuff. So all that stuff is true. Okay, wow. that's kind of where, that's kind of I, I, where I was going with that question. Through. What? That's kind of where I was going with that question, because I was like, some of your characters seem like they really fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And they didn't see each other until the premiere, but they, they're like, oh, yeah, we're cool, man. I don't know why you wrote that in the movie. I'm like, you haven't seen each other until the premiere of this movie. It's been years, guys. <laughs> Obviously, there's a problem. <laughs> All right, that that clears some stuff up then. <laughs> it puts it into perspective a little bit more too, because I was like, "What does that have to do with everything?" Like he's an atheist, but it makes sense now. They're not friends anymore because <laughs> that. Yeah. I was just like, "What? What does that have to do with anything?" But it makes sense now. I get it. Yeah, you write what you know. So, and I definitely knew those characters really well. They were my friends growing up, and. I was like, I'm just going to, and a lot of that stuff happened. I remember when he had his bachelor party, he, he's, he's a big, Pat's a big fan of Bigfoot UFOs and, and going camping and stuff. But we didn't do that for his bachelor party. He wanted to go, instead, I think his fiance wanted him just to go gambling or something. But she did go to a dick bar and she invited my <laughs> wife to go to the dick bar with her. And I was like, this isn't fair. What the hell are we doing at a casino and they're at a dick bar? So That's too I changed funny. that a little bit. But yeah, she did go to a dick bar. The Carolina in real life did go to a dick bar. <laughs> and we I'm... went to a freaking casino. <laughs> Double standards, damn it. Yeah, but you guys got money out of it, hopefully, and they got entertainment. So, I didn't get any money. Win, win. I wish. I didn't win any money. I lost money. <laughs> well, that just seems like your own fault, then. Everyone's yeah. losing Big money, money right at a casino. Yeah. I've never come back with money. From a casino, I've never come back with money. I've had one good, one good round at a casino ever, and it'll never happen again. So. Most the funny thing is, though, I made that pat whenever I got married. I said, "Dude, we're going to a titty bar. And I don't care." <laughs> so you're going. <laughs> so he he had to go with, go for mine, but he just sat there. He was he was such a good little boy at my bachelor party. <laughs> Oh, I, I think we've had an episode on our podcast before where we talked about the differences between like male and female strip clubs. Yeah. And I know that female ones are so much more, uh, I'll use the word wild. sensual. Uh, yeah, that works. And, and like he said, wild. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm just some wild ones. I've seen both sides, I guess, because we obviously filmed the movie at a male strip joint. So we kind of got to see how they were too. Yeah, I love that you guys used the actual LaBear. Like, did you yeah. use the interior of LaBear as well? Yeah, that was LaBear. That was the actual owner of the, the, the uh, LaBear club. That's Whenever she runs out of there and he says, he's like, uh, what does he say to her, Billy? I forgot the line. Oh, about <laughs> paying her tab? Have a, have a good night. You know, yeah. whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, I, I stuck him in the movie because he was a huge fan. He's like, dude, if I let you film here, will you put me in the movie? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> Nice. That's how you gotta do it. That's how you gotta do it. 
<laughs> yeah, I watched I watched the documentary about LeBaire not too long ago, and so I've I've been tempted to attend. It just hasn't happened yet. So you those were the same people that were in the documentary. Those those are all the same guys. Yeah, I feel so. You like worked with celebrities, you know? Yeah, Strip, celebrities. stripping celebrities. Well, local celebrities. <laughs> They got to work with no, us, and we're the same. A lot cooler than True, yes. That, yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. <laughs> so what I know that. Saying, I said the male dancers were a lot cooler than the female dancers. <laughs> that doesn't true. surprise me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the, the guys loved being on set, and they were willing. They, they took direction really well, and they, they loved every minute of it. And the whole club was really cool about it. Yeah, that was probably one of the best experiences we had shooting with other people in a big group setting. Was working with them. That's really cool. My, yeah. my, remember, what were you gonna ask? No, I was gonna say. Remember one of the dancers when we asked him to be on in front of the camera? He goes, "Well, I gotta shave my legs." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's they never danced like that for a girl though, so that was really weird for them. Because I, I said, "Hey, you know, the way I envision this scene." is you guys are almost touching, but don't touch, but get close. Right in her face. I want it like right in here. <laughs> they were like, what? Yeah. I was like, trust me, dude, it'll be hilarious. It'll look good on camera. <laughs> and then one of them made up that joke to say, you know, knock, knock, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. let's use it. So whose idea was the googly eyes on, on the... Uh, Whatever he was wearing, a G-string, or I'm not really even sure. That was his. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a regular oh, outfit. Already for had him, that, on it. that was his. That was his actual wardrobe that he wears yeah. every night. Oh, so. okay. Yep. So it just yeah. turned out to be more entertaining than anticipated. That's good. <laughs> perfect. It was perfect for the film. <laughs> I made sure to get a good shot for you guys. <laughs> we appreciated that. <laughs> Well, I, the whole thing about when we were casting the movie, just you know, and a lot of a lot of the talent agencies here in talent agencies here in Dallas are all about doing commercials and stuff like that. So when you whenever they hear you're doing a horror film that has nudity in it, they're like, "Oh, don't work with those guys. They're just trying to exploit women." So I was like, "Dude, we're gonna exploit men in this movie just as bad, <laughs> so <laughs> if not worse." So I was I, wondering I was if sure we did so, it fifty fifty, so nobody could give us any shit about it. So Todd pulled one for the team. <laughs> I was wondering if both the female and male uh, actors or strippers, I guess, in there were actually strippers or if they were actors. All strippers were real strippers. Yeah, they nice. were real strippers. except for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, the girls, uh, the strippers in the movie, the the two girls, they were supposed to be cast um, for real actors, actresses, but none of them wanted to touch that role. Oh, wow. Long story. I mean, it, like Todd was saying, it's, it, I guess they said, it, you know, to them, it, it, to do that is a taboo, especially yeah. out of like a, like a big production kind of team. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had to get real strippers. And luckily, they were, they were cool <laughs> enough. And Todd directed them really well. And I think they did a good job. Yeah. The scariest thing was the girl that wears the pink wig in the movie, she was a last minute replacement because the girl that I'd actually hired that was coming in from, I think, San Antonio. Yeah. And she begged me for the part. And I was like, no, I don't think you can do it. You're, you live too far away. I don't want to take a chance. And she's like, no, 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 no. She, she, she actually had her friend strip, uh, film her stripping to a song and trying to be the character. I was like, yeah, that's all great and stuff. And I appreciate you doing that. But how do I know you're even going to drive here? And she's like, no, no, I'll come. I'll drive there to meet you in person. So she drove here. Like during this major storm, and it took like I don't know twelve hours or something. It took forever for her to get here, wow. and then and then we did the makeup stuff on her, making the head. And then when it was when it was time for her to actually show up the day before at the hotel, she didn't show up. She's like, "Well, I'm not feeling good. You're gonna have to postpone it, or I don't even know if I'm gonna do it anymore." So I fired her immediately. And wow. the guy at the beginning of the movie, that's uh, the goofy hunter guy that has the flappy uh, hat. Yeah, he's a vegan. And he's like, man, I know this this stripper that's a vegan. If you want to use her, and I said, well, send me, you know, let me let me see what she looks like. I saw her pictures. I was like, wow, okay. So I'm just gonna have to hire her on the spot. So I said, hey, meet me down in downtown Dallas. We're gonna pick out your wardrobe, and I'm gonna hire you for this movie. Can you add? And she's like, I have no idea. I said, I think you can. So <laughs> <laughs> we got no choice. Like, yeah. Hopefully, I, I can. Think I think you will. <laughs> 
If you couldn't before, you can now. <laughs> yeah. We'll make it work. No, but that's I mean, really cool. I mean, but watching the movie, I mean, you would think that they were actually actresses. I mean, they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly thought they did better than a lot of actresses I know that have been doing it for a long time. <laughs> I I thought that um, the one who, I can't remember her name who wears the pink wig. Do, I don't. Does she have a character name? Other yes, than they stripper? have character names. Okay, I, I think it was Bambi. I think it was Bambi. Bambi. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was, loved. She had really Bambi and what? I, no I don't remember the other one's name. <laughs> I remember Bambi. <laughs> but I thought she had really a great... Com- she had like and I forgot the names. <laughs> she had really good comedic timing, I feel like, with all of her questions that she was asking you of your physical appearance. Well, I think it's um, because I was feeding her the lines, if I remember right. And it was, it was basically whatever I could remember that had happened to me in real life. Uh, so oh. I was like, what if girls ask me in real life when that's happened? So I was like, let me... Let me think of some stuff. There was even more gross stuff I could have had her say, but I was like, eh, I was a little nervous because I'm like sitting there. I had a sock on, but it felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that would be a, a bit weird. Well, I just had to get used to it because, I, you know, I, I'm sitting here directing all these actors and everybody's around taking pictures of me with a cell phone and I've got a sock on. They just thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing. But, you know, whatever. I, I didn't really have time to put a robe on and cover up. So I'd be like, hey, just get over here do this and I'll, I'll wear a sock and, you know, say this. And it was odd for her to say it, but because it was odd for her to say it, I think that's what made it work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I loved the uh, small nipples line that really sent me. She's like, why are your nipples so small? <laughs> I was like, oh my that's God. That's true story. That's happened. Uh, that's happened. Well, I'm glad you were able <laughs> you know, to turn your emotional scarring into movie, something artistic. <laughs> movie was based on true events. Yeah, all those, all those questions are real things, and, and I actually didn't, like, before that night, I tried to trim up, and I actually did mess up, so I had to shave the whole thing, so I just put that in the movie. I was like, yeah, I'll just, uh, you know, shave everything. Why not? Why not? The whole book, I'm telling you, I try to keep everything as real as possible. Well, that's good. I feel like that probably makes it, makes it easier for your actors, probably, if it's as authentic as it can be. Yes. Yeah, well, we, we allowed some improv in the movie, but a lot of times we had to go back and shorten it because even me and Billy, we may have these scenes where we improv for like 10 minutes and then we have to cut it down to like a two-minute scene. <laughs> <laughs> this movie yeah, that's, actually, that's actually what I was going to ask was how much of it was improv and how much of it was, uh, you know, stick, sticking to the script as much as you could. I think they knew the script better than I did because I was in such a rush to write it because I didn't want to lose a couple of the actors that were going to not work in the business anymore. They were going to retire. So I just rushed through it. I rushed the script together because originally I wanted to do like a whole improv movie, but nobody would work on it based on it being improv. So I was like, okay, well, then I'll write something. And then I wrote it and then everybody quit the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Once they saw yeah. what direction I was going, they're like, hell no, I'm not working on this movie. <laughs> We couldn't get any crew. We couldn't get anybody. Nobody we told about this movie would work on it. Nobody. Yeah, that and even was the special effects teams were like, hell no. We're not like, why would you do death scenes like that? I mean, that's just stupid. I'm like, I think it's funny as hell if we can pull it off. <laughs> that was the beginning of the bad luck of this movie. We're getting people to work on the-, the bad luck on the movie has never stopped. I mean, it's still it's still bad luck right now. That's right. Uh, we were we were told about your little issue with uh, Amazon, right? Well, those are all major issues. Everything was about getting it out, getting it out on all the digital platforms. Yeah. And then once everybody said they approved it and we paid all, we paid their business partners, which are called aggregators slash accountants to handle everything. Um, we got it out everywhere, except it didn't come out on Fandango or Amazon. And it was supposed to come out on both of those platforms. But uh, Fandango jumped ship a couple weeks earlier before the release. So it wasn't nearly as bad as Amazon not saying jack shit to us. Like, yeah. we didn't know until people started calling me Christmas night saying, hey, man, I'm trying to watch Cherokee Creek on Amazon, and it's not showing up. What's up? And yeah. So why guys... did they – why didn't they put it on Amazon? Like, uh, what was their reason? They, yeah, they never told us. I mean, uh, clearly it was – well, Todd, did they say it was, uh, it was offensive, or they didn't say nothing? No, they, I actually saw the message that said, this movie is too offensive, and we will not stream this on our platform. There you go. I feel like there's probably a lot more offensive things on Amazon already. Uh, but, yeah. but, but, you, but now I think people can see our point now because now you're seeing now with this whole COVID-19 thing, 
anything that goes against the mainstream media, if you have an opinion that doesn't agree with them, they just delete you off all your social media platforms and they delete your YouTube stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what we were going through. What we were trying to do with Cherokee Creek was we were trying to show other filmmakers and doing it for ourselves, because I've been doing this for 20 years, is that a lot of times if you go with these business partners of these big digital platforms and you use these big studios or, or even these smaller distribution companies that they work with, the filmmakers never get paid a dime. I don't care if the movie went on to make, you know, $100,000 or whatever. They all would cook the books, which I put in the movie. They cook the books mm -hmm. so we were never seeing any money. And I said, I, I told Billy, I said, I'd rather just take a chance because I think if we can market the hell out of this, we can make a shit ton of money and we'll all always know what's happening like i'll actually see the numbers constantly coming in i'll know if it's making money or not making money and then i'll know how much we should spend on advertising you know stuff like that but we had no idea that the people who were handling the accounting for the business partners of amazon and them could steal the money and then never pay any of us so that was the that was the shocker of all of it is that they stole everything from us and they're protected by california law and no one will do anything to them yeah but wow. he was right. i mean we're we were going to make quite a good substantial amount of money. I mean, we could see it. They had like a dashboard. Which right, it was like basically logging into your bank account and seeing how much money you have, except it would say like on Amazon, you've made this much this month, you've made this much this month on iTunes. So we were, we were probably gonna make with all our, our releases and doing theatrical and Blu-ray, DVD, all that stuff, we were probably gonna make over 100,000 uh, gross. Oh, wow. And then they just stole but, everything and now we're dead in the water. Just like Vegas, they just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a common is that like a common situation with it other projects it had never happened before no yeah just unfortunately part of the bad bad luck that we had with this movie we happened to land right when it happens right yep right when they it did happen not right when it happened they waited till we made a lot of money first and then it happened yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i know but i mean we were not the only ones that it happened to i mean there no, were... they, they stole millions of dollars from people yeah. millions Wow. wow. And now, now they're going around the country setting up, before the COVID-19, they were setting up businesses again and sending me emails asking me if I wanted to work with them again. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you're <laughs> like, uh, fuck now. So exactly. Amazon is the only one that you've had trouble with? Uh, well, now we're back on, we finally got it on Amazon. What happened was at the beginning of the movie, you guys didn't see this version, but there was these kidnapper guys that would come on who are the kidnappers in the movie, and we would tell people if they pirate the movie, you know, that we were going to kill them or something. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we did pretty scary. It was a lot of fun. It was a it lot was. of fun. Everybody loved it, but whenever we got, um, whenever they said it was too offensive for Amazon, I told their business partners, I said, hey, guys, if you want to take those kidnappers out, we're okay with that. I mean, I don't know if that's what it is. They're like, I, I doubt that has anything to do with you guys not getting on Amazon. I said, like, just take it out and let's just see what happens. And then it just magically appeared on Amazon. Interesting. So maybe, so maybe that was it. I don't know. We're, yeah. we're still guessing. We have I, no idea what's going on. They would never comment. We had like all these news people contacting Amazon, and they would they would never comment it. Even to this day, they still won't comment on the fact that you know their business partner stole millions of dollars from all these filmmakers. They still won't comment on it. They just act like it didn't happen. And what they did was when they found out that the, these guys they were working with were doing that, they just deleted everybody's movies off of Amazon. So then I had to go in and fight to get my movie off of iTunes and fight to get it off Voodoo and the rest of the digital platforms. And then the only platform that agreed to work with us without going through their business partners, again, was Amazon. But they said that they would only put it out in the U.S. and U.K. So we did that for a little while. But then I tried to put it on uh, Amazon Prime for free, and they refused to do that and said it was too offensive again. Isn't that crazy? Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to see the logic behind it, and I like just I can't come up with anything that like makes sense. Well, the yeah. thing is, is when you're in an independent film, you don't have any clout with them, right? They're like, well, we don't really right. care about you. You're not, I mean, even if we made a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, that's nothing to them. They want to work with their the studios. You know, the studio movies make them a ton of money, and they don't care what the studios do. Like, if you've seen the movie Midsummer, it's got all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Midsummer, any of y'all? I have not. I started watching I, it, I have and then it. I had to stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty graphic, right? <laughs> I do. I do want to see it though. Uh, I di I didn't get too far into it. I got well, right to where graphic, they were getting. It's got to like the, yeah. orgy scenes in it, and there's like oh, full okay. frontal nudity of men and women, and just just super gory death scenes. I mean, it's yeah. way worse than our movie, but it's on there for free for all the kids to see. <laughs> yeah, they can just click yeah. on it, like oh, see what this sure. is about. 
Yeah, um, but the big studios, my, I mean, they, they got the gateway, you know? <laughs> my yeah. mind could only imagine how much worse with. those gore scenes could be if, I mean, you literally got your dick bitten off. So I can only imagine <laughs> <laughs> how much further it could go. <laughs> oh, well, not to ruin it for anybody, but there's some people who, like, jump off a cliff and their head hits the ground and they show it close up. They don't die, so they just come over and start pounding them in the face until they, they completely crush the entire school. Oh, wow. Did you see that part? Wow. No, I did not. <laughs> I got oh, well, the movie. I got to watch it. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's it's pretty shocking some of the graphic violence. <laughs> on yeah, a happier so on a happier note, I liked the very end after the credits with the grandma where you're feeding her a l- making her line a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, and that's my mom. <laughs> really? Oh, that's your mom. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I was actually going to put in the dick bar scene, but she had pneumonia and was in ICU for almost the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. Oh, wow. So right after she filmed her scene, she got sick. And then I was sick throughout most of the movie, too. So you probably can't tell, but a lot of my scenes were filmed near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually not talking to those actors. I'm just talking to everyone I can find and put on those clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a reason why everybody's, like, so close up on the movie, because not everybody was there. So we had to cheat it. It's a lot of cheating throughout the whole movie. Like, Billy yeah. actually played your dad as the sheriff at the end when he's talking to the park ranger. That's well, right. That's right. Very nice. That's a good <laughs> tell. Yeah, your dad never met her. He, he had never met her before. <laughs> All right. Well, you did a great job being a body double then. Because <laughs> I would not have known, and I'm related to him. So Right. And then she had, she had two body doubles uh, for the ending. And then... Um, I guess the character plays Pat. He probably had three, th- at least three body doubles throughout three the movie. Doubles. At least three. Yeah. Wow. If not four. Why I actually you say that? Them. That I makes so body much sense. Farm as well. I, it, that so makes so much sense now. What's that? I was just saying you were one of the three body doubles. Yeah. In some of the <laughs> shots, I, I actually played him with his clothes on and stuff. Like, there's all, if you, if you really were to study it, that when he has the, uh, the thing over his head, those are those are three different actors in that thing. <laughs> oh, interesting. Movie magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we're always talking about movie magic, and there you go. That's how it's done, people. <laughs> That's how it's done. Yeah. It was it was the movie that we thought would never get finished. It literally took six months to get everybody on to get those uh the party scene around the campfire done. That took mm-hmm. like six months because of people's schedules. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, this movie was crazy <laughs> it was not it was not fun i mean some of it uh, some of it was fun it started but- out so much fun but right away people started getting burned out you know and and yeah. i and if you were to show up on our set there was no crew i mean it was literally me running around with a camera and some home depot lights and a, and a nice microphone yeah but I, and the actors would help when they, whenever they were available they would help go set up the light stands and, and the hardest thing we had was actually getting that fire started every night. That usually took a couple people to get the damn fire started. <laughs> well, yeah, we were, it, was, it was really cold out there, too. I mean, yeah, it was like 10 degrees. It was one of the coldest winters we had Ooh. had in a long time. Um, and we had to shoot 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. on the nights that we did work. Dang. Wow. So you're just out there with the sock on your dick in <laughs> 10 degree weather. <laughs> it wasn't 10 degrees when I did that part. But, yeah, literally, oh, that's good. But yeah. everything else, it was very, very cold. Like that was one of the last things we shot of the movie. That was, that was like getting close to spring. And if you if you really start paying attention, everything's dead in a lot of the movie. It started out green at the very, very beginning. Then everything's dead, and at the very end of the movie, it's green again. But <laughs> <laughs> so you got to really pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wasn't even, yeah, wasn't well, even paying attention. You filmed that. it at night, so. Wasn't really paying attention to the foliage, so no, but you would have been able to see it because there's tons of foliage. If you look at the yeah. you can see the trees have no leaves on them, they're dead. And then the owner of the property said, Hey guys, everything's gonna be green here in like another week, and there's gonna be a ton of snakes, so you guys need to wrap it up ASAP. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we were like, Shit, we gotta get it done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like with your with the casting of it, because I know you had you said you had issues with it. I know that a lot of actors in the Dallas area kind of tend to audition for the same things and work on a lot of the same projects and things like that. So, is that how you like find your actors for projects that you're doing? Well, I was filming a lot of auditions for people at my at my studio, and um, as they would come in, I would say, "Hey, if I was to write a part for you in this movie, would you be interested?" So that's how I had met a lot of them. I'd probably say. 
75% of them I had already seen audition for other movies and I knew them quite well from working with them for like a, two or three years. So I, I knew that they were good at what they did, but some of them I had to just cast off their demo reels because just it came down to just nobody would, would uh, submit for the, to audition for it. Almost everybody who read the script just said, hey, dude, I don't want to be in this. <laughs> I know, man. They were crazy. They were scared about it. I mean. And I even talked to people from Bigfoot Wars. I said, hey, guys, I know Bigfoot Wars sucked and it's an embarrassment. Do you want a chance to redeem yourself? And they're like, hell no. Don't even say the damn word Bigfoot around me ever again. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that it was so difficult to get people because I feel like when you're acting, like you just you take what you can get to. You would think so, right? You would think. Not yeah. necessarily, not in the Dallas area. I mean, they, they, people here view it a whole lot different. They're kind of spoiled, honestly. Yeah. Is because it because, like, it, only it, certain things film here? Well, uh, it mainly thing that films here is commercials, and a lot of those are union, so they get pampered mm -hmm. a lot, and they get treated really, really well. And when you go from that to working on an independent film where you're like, there's no trailers, and you actually have to go wait in a location on set, and you don't have your own trailer, and you're not getting pampered, and you're not getting overtime, you're not getting... Uh, you know, three mils and all that kind of stuff, they start getting a little freaked out because SAG treats you really, really well on set. But when you're doing an indie film, you have to just kind of deal with it. I mean, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of that going on. Yeah. Well, I know you guys all have, like, I have so many IMDb credits. It's insane. Um, so how you guys have kind of had, like, the bo best of both worlds, right? Right. Like, you've done oh, the, yeah. you've done SAG, you've done independent. Yeah, I went through, or I went, with going to on set and being pampered i mean being like i would fly first class it would pick you up uh, at the airport with your name on it to kind of what, we're, what we did with this movie where it's like nothing we got to eat todd would go get what burritos from uh <clears throat> no we were actually eating for the longest time we were we, whatever you saw us cooking in the movie we were eating that <laughs> like, like I said, hey, tonight, tonight we got to cook in the movie, so we're gonna eat hamburgers or we're gonna eat hot dogs. You know, yeah. we we did that for a while, and then we got sick of it. And then a couple people would come out and say, "Hey, I want to just can I just come out and do behind the scenes? Can I come out and take pictures of you guys on set?" And I'd be like, "Sure." And then they'd take some pictures, and I'd be like, "Hey, you mind going to get us some food over at Taco Cabana?" Taquitos <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> from Taco Cabana—that's what it was. Yeah, a water burger or whatever. So yeah. Nice. So is that why there's a scene in the kind of in the beginning when you guys first get to the woods, you're cooking like hot dogs. Somebody, it's the guy, I can't remember the character's name, but he's the bachelor. He drops a hot dog on the ground and he picks it up and he eats it. Is that why he did that? I don't like, remember I saw that. Him, like I saw like he bent over and he had something in his hand and he just took a bite out of it. And I was like, okay, nobody else sees it. <laughs> and it may be because that's all the food he had. I don't remember this part. <laughs> I don't either, but I might have not been paying attention. Girls watched a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> you watched a different just, movie with strippers in, at the uh, campground. Yeah, I guess so. It was just so funny. because If you get the Blu-ray, there's deleted scenes. There's probably at least 30 minutes of deleted scenes. And there was a scene where we actually, me and, me and uh, Vinny Blades get in a big argument because we don't have any vegan food there. And then he, <laughs> we end up giving him lettuce and pickles to eat. And the rest of us are sitting around <laughs> eating our food, and, and the, the one kid's looking at porn on his on his phone, and Pat's texting his woman, you know, and it's all this crazy shit going on. But it, the movie was going to be like two and a half hours long, so I was like, shit, we got to cut 40 minutes of this out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shit we had to cut out. But you could see them all eating, and, and then after he told me about all this vegan stuff, I'm sitting there eating the burger, and I'm thinking about everything he said, so I'm kind of grossed out by it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, turned, oh, you, turned you turned you vegan for just a, for just yeah, a couple seconds. Vegan, the burger wasn't very good. The one I was eating though, it got burnt to a crumb. <laughs> so Billy, your character charges for autographs and photos. Is that how you live your everyday life? Well, the the joke of that is uh, I've, I've I've done uh, those conventions where you charge for your autographs. Mm -hmm. They all do that. If you go to the conventions, they charge, and you know. May, at least the lowest would, would be like 20 bucks per signing. But uh, that was a joke. I guess we threw in there, right, Todd? I mean, mm -hmm. well, the reason that joke came to me is I had a horrible experience dealing with Gary Busey at, at a convention. And then yeah. also the girl from American Pie. I'm trying to think of her name. Shannon Tara Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, this guy, it was completely dead. She didn't have anybody at her table. And my buddy took a picture with a cell phone with me and her, and it didn't turn out good. And he goes, can we do it again? And she just got so frustrated by it. 
I'm like, damn, what's your problem? It's not like you got anybody here at your table to meet you. And I just paid 40 bucks. So I was thinking, I was like, yeah. I bet she wanted to charge me again. And she was pissed that she had to take a second picture. <laughs> so that, wow. that inspired me to write that scene. It was based on Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie and Gary Busey. What a dick he was when I met him. <laughs> I chuckled at it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. yeah you're like, give me the money. Give me the money. <laughs> Uh, you need one yeah, more 20. We're to play that up a lot, too, because the guy, you know, and, and oh, yeah, we also had some people like that. Um, I had sold some of my furniture, and this guy came over who'd been following me on social media, and he thought that I was just, like, the biggest, best thing ever because he had been seeing these social media posts of, like, us on red carpets and, you know, doing these premieres and screenings. He thought we lived this lavish lifestyle, and I was like, dude, no, that's just social media stuff. Like, no, none of us live like that. <laughs> You're we're like, please buy my furniture. We don't, we don't get paid that kind of money. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you're thinking. And then we had a couple other fans that were like that, too, that me and Billy know. So I was like, I kind of based the Chad character on them. And the actual Chad was a fan of, of Billy's from Machete. So I thought that would be fun. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, the extended version of that of that uh, scene was a lot funnier. Remember? Just, is, that in, uh, is that in the Blu-ray? It isn't. No. If you go on my Instagram, I, I, have, I put it up on there. If you go on oh, to. Okay, cool. But we don't have music for it, unfortunately. Yeah. I only, only got the music done for the cut version yeah. of it. <laughs> but if you, go, if you go on to my Instagram and look at uh, HD, HGTV, or no, IGTV. That's what it is. On, that, on I guess, a page of mine on there, you can see the, the whole extended uh, version of that scene. Well, this it, is a convenient a time. Scene, to, it's like a convenient time to plug your Instagrams if you'd like. Yeah, if you go to, if you go to Billy it, Blair, Billy Blair uh, two, on Instagram, you can see it there. Todd, do you have an Instagram? I do. Go I don't know it. what it is, but I have. <laughs> Todd Jenkins. So it's obviously used a lot. <laughs> what the hell is it? I think it's like Todd seventy four or something. Let me see here. Uh, Todd underscore Jenkins 74 is my Instagram. Any other social media platforms that people can find you on? Uh, that and Facebook as well. And then Cherokee Creek Movie is for both Facebook and Instagram if they want to find that. Yeah. Same with you, Billy. Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah Facebook. Um, what else am I on? TikTok. Snapchat. Oh, you're doing TikTok. TikTok now. I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up that TikTok later on. You're so hip with the times. My daughter got me into that. It was, it was funny. I did, it, what's cool is that you can do all these kind of edits to it. It's strangely addicting. It is. It is. It's I myself have only made two, but I watch them for hours and hours a day. And <laughs> oh, I'm not boy. proud of it. <laughs> I, I guess we're going to have to do a TikTok video for Cherokee Creek eventually. I yes. I say we should. We're going to jump in on uh, all the. Uh, all the deleted scenes are on TikTok. There you go. <laughs> you guys working on anything else coming up? Uh, he might, he, he's working on some stuff. I'm just working on surviving. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, you and I are, are redeeming our, our roles on uh, this, this movie called Strix. Uh, it's, a, it's supposed to be a prequel of a movie that we were in together uh, called Bloodsomborough. Uh, we're doing that now. Um, and after that, next month, I, I began on a production called uh, Redstone. So it's kind of like a, like a hitman kind of movie. Um, as far as me and Todd together, we want we wanted to do another movie. We wanted to do the Switchblade movie. If you, if you remember in uh, Cherokee Creek, there's a movie in the movie called Switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> and we wanted I mean I I want to do that really bad. But timing's gotta be right. There's gotta be money, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't right, know. The thing is, is we, we don't want to finance it again. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not financing another movie again. Yes. All on my own. Yeah. You know, well, think, if you guys do do Switchblade, is there gonna be cast in, um he got cast in Alita Battle Angel in the middle of us filming Cherokee Creek, and that's the only reason we were able to pay for the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a funny story too, but I don't know if we could say that again. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, if you, if you do do Switch played, is there gonna be like, is there gonna be a one through five? <laughs> we gotta do the first one first. True. <laughs> Switchblade. So all we need, if you guys want to make a Cherokee Creek sequel happen or Switchblade happen, we just need two hundred thousand people to rent Cherokee Creek on Amazon. Just two hundred thousand. That's at all. least. At least. Challenge accepted. Just so we That's can it. get our money back to where we originally had it. I mean, God. They say <laughs> most independent films don't even come close to making any money, like a very small percentage. So the mm -hmm. fact that we had so many fans, I think we've hit on all the um, the social media platforms. We probably have about uh, how many fans do you think we got, Billy? Probably twenty five, thirty thousand fans. Yeah, about Something. thirty thousand. So we've got a lot of fans. I mean, it, it's I mean, coming together, but it's just it's a full time job. Just you know, get getting on podcasts and talking to the fans. It's I've been doing it since the release of the movie and even before. So it, it's a lot, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But talking about me and Bill, we've actually been cast I think he and I have been cast without even do, having anything to do with it I think we've been casting like eight movies together so far <laughs> which is funny because people think that we're producing these movies they're like how come you and Billy aren't adding me and how come you won't let us be in your movie and I'm like dude <laughs> Billy and I have nothing to do with this he auditioned and I auditioned we just happened to both get cast in the movie together <laughs> that's just the outside looking and people just think they obviously, obviously going to think that's our production and Right, all of that, and we honestly we don't. We have oh, yeah. nothing to do with it. It's it's always just luck that it happens. But we're in a movie with uh, Bella Thorne. They just changed the title. It's called Infamous, and we're hoping that that's going to come out sometime this year. Nice. Are you if I, it doesn't I mean, get blocked, being too offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like a, a lot of it is about where you're auditioning and where you're from. Like I I was looking at all your credits earlier, and like I know Billy, you did an episode of The Purge, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like my dad did an episode of The Purge, and I was like, "Well, convenient." And like all, you're both in Vindication. Yeah, and, and you know, crazy. It's it's that uh, a lot of overlap. <laughs> it's because they all film auditions with me at my place. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Rolls is because of Todd. Todd's got the magic touch. Todd, you got to start charging more for those for those audition hey, sessions. I That's how I met Billy when I when I finally got to work with him on Bigfoot Wars. I said, "Dude." You got to come work with me on your auditions. I promise me, I promise you, you will book a shit ton of stuff, and, and it's been working so far. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. Ever since then, I, I've been with Todd. Um, yeah, before, prior to uh, Bigfoot Wars, Todd would like message me on on Facebook, right? Yeah, he would want me to watch his uh, his demo reel or uh, his shorts that he put together, and of course, I would always get that. And I still do, and then uh, I would just be like, hey, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he would still bug me about, hey, did, were you able to watch that? And I'm like, mm, not yet, or I don't think I would message him back or something. I don't know. And then uh, then we got cast together for Bigfoot Wars, and, and he was like, hey, dude, we're going to work together. I'll see you on set. I go, shit, I better watch his short. <laughs> oh, better watch all that stuff. And so, but lo and behold, when I watched it, I was like, this is actually pretty good. It's good stuff. <laughs> and, and now we're dealing with the same shit with Cherokee Creek. You'll send it to people and go, hey, have you watched it? Have you watched it? Like, no. But then they'll eventually watch it and go, hey, man, that was really kick-ass. I can't believe I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we've been telling you for like a year to watch the damn movie. It's like 99 like cents, bro. <laughs> Better late than ever. Honestly, that's what happened to me. My dad told me about it when you guys filmed it. And yeah. I it just kind of got lost in all the other movies. And, and now here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand most independent films are terrible. You can't, they're not even watchable. So yeah. you, you try to tell people about your indie movie, they're like, oh God, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's the same thing with a band, you know, somebody wanting you to hear their music, you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Been there a lot, been well, rejected get, a lot. You get it. <laughs> well, so what I'm, was your take on the movie? What, what was each one of your, your take on the movie when you first saw it? Did you have any idea what you were going to be watching? Did you did we take you for a ride? Did you have any idea where it was going, or was you just completely shocked by the whole thing? Um, I personally had no idea what I was in for. I asked Blake, I was like, "What is it about?" She's like, "I think it was before you watched it." She's like, "I think it's about Bigfoot," and I was like, "Sold. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do this." Very cool. And then I like, I'm not super into slasher films, but I could. If this would have come out when I was in college, I would have been all over it telling everybody about it because I was I went through a really big indie movie phase because you know they have that category on Netflix so I would just watch independent films bad good all of them so that would have been one of those ones that I was just like dude you have to watch this 
Like, well, we need you to do that now. <laughs> I will. I will. It's just, Everybody. you know, like in college, people are just like, yeah, whatever, let's watch it. But you have to, like, now I've learned you have to, like, kind of gear it towards certain people. Like, no offense, mom wouldn't love this movie. So I'm not going to tell my mom to watch it. Cause you never know. It's not her speed. You know? Know. Like, yeah, it's I've had a lot of moms come in with their kids and go, hey, saw that Cherokee Creek. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, what would you think? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never look at Todd the same. <laughs> I shit you not. Like, yeah, my, my kids. daughters to see the movie. And I was like, please don't bring your kids. Please don't bring them. <laughs> they brought them anyway. And then I had to work with them the next day after seeing the movie. And I was like, dude, why did you bring your kids to see this movie? I told you not to. And their whole demeanor is all different now, right? They're like, hey, Todd, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know you on a whole new level now. <laughs> I know, right? They know them, they know them more. <laughs> All right, yeah. next person, what, tell us what your experience was watching it. And did you watch it alone? Uh, yeah, I did watch it alone. Um, but you never I, watch I mean, it alone. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did like Martin. the movie. There's a lot of uh, one-hit liners in there that I really liked. Uh, whenever uh, Pat is talking about Bigfoot. And then uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but the one that's sitting next to him, that's the one that's always jacking off. He's yeah, just like, Garrett. oh, uh, Big Feet, you mean. And yeah. he's just like, what? Yeah. A family of Big Feet. Yeah, that was yeah family of Big Feet. But don't you know then, people like that? No matter what you say, they always want to correct you and go, that's not the, that's not the proper way to 100%. say that. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And I did, I did catch him whenever he came back around and someone said something about Big Feet later on towards the end of the movie. I was just like, there it is again. But uh, yeah, I, I really did like it. It was really funny. And uh, I do, I definitely know some people who are in those relationships of the, you better not do this, you better not do this, you better not do that, blah, blah, blah. And then she's the one that's like the wild one who's yeah. drinking. You and know who it, I think's in that relationship is that Harry guy, you know, that Harry, is it hey, Harry and Megan? Is that her name? Oh, yeah. Prince Harry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think he married a Caroline and he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see headlines every now and then where they're just like, uh, Harry's rethinking his marriage and wants to go back to the royal castle. I'm just like, there you go, man. Well, that's really weird, up. right? Like, she, she, she was an actress. She had everything going for her. Then she went over there to, to do all that. And then after, like, a, probably less than a year, right? It wasn't that long. She's like, I don't like any of this. Let's go back to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Destroy your Come life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Immediate regret. <laughs> All right, Blake, it's on you. Tell us what you, how you watched it. I watched it alone. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel like I kind of knew a little bit of what I was walking into just because when my dad told me to watch it, he said he made sure he, t he was like, hey, Megan and Martin aren't like conservative or like super religious or anything. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, we're good. He's like, cool. Just checking. So I like I think I already had the mindset of like this was going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I I found myself chuckling the whole time. I I had to watch it in sections because I wasn't able to like have the time to sit down and watch it all in once. Um, so I feel like I almost need to watch it again to get the full experience. But um, no, I I found myself laughing a lot at like the one liners like Martin was talking about as well. It's just those like really subtle jokes that like you know I, I, like just add to the personality of a character. You know, I feel like I it showed a lot of like thought on backstory so it makes a lot of sense that you base it off of real people now because i'm like okay that's that's why that person like talked like that so much and and things yeah. like that so uh no well, i nailed the roles all the actors did an amazing job of playing yeah. those people in real, that i know in real life i thought they killed it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i i know you have a friend that's like this and i'm sorry if I'm going to be offensive, but man, I really hated Chad. <laughs> man, when he, was, when he was videotaping out the tent, I was just like, I really hope you're the first one that's gone. I really hope. But we killed him in a cool way. Did you like, didn't you like the way he dies? Yeah. But that's good. He did his job. If, 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 if you hate an actor because of his demeanor and everything, yeah. bad. I mean, he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I feel like if I saw that guy in real life, I would have been like, damn you, Chad. Why? <laughs> Why? He was awesome. A real yeah, punchable yeah, character. All, all of your, all yeah. of your characters were uh, really good. They, uh, they pulled those uh, characters very well. Played them very well. 
We're really I actually threw a lot of his takes right. whenever they were doing that scene uh, with the, him signing the stuff because his facial expressions were so funny and he was nailing it so well. I would just, I would just bust out because I was holding the camera and I just start shaking. <laughs> ah, <you know? laughs> those two, those, both of those guys killed it in the in improv and stuff on that scene for sure. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, if we ever do Switchblade, we're going to push the envelope even further. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh man. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> it's a high bar you're setting. <laughs> we'll yeah. be hearing out to people on the street. Hey, you gotta watch this. <laughs> We've been banned from everything. <laughs> yeah. The cool thing about it, it was it was to talk about film at the time. I guess uh, when when we got banned and then we we uh, we called them out on that. We went to every platform talking about it. I mean, it was it was pretty exciting. I thought I knew that we had something there. I told Todd, man, we got to take, we got to go with this wave and then expose them and it's going to blow up. And it, and it did on the, on the internet world. So I'm kind of glad it happened. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's definitely a, an uncommon story, I feel like. Yeah. You don't hear a lot, a lot of the, the corruption behind. It's just like, it's no fair for the little guy, you know, that's trying to make an honest living or a buck or whatever. It just wasn't fair. And then all the big studios, they, they get the platform uh, the, the gateway of everything so we call yeah. them i think they're gonna wipe out independent filmmakers altogether though unfortunately i mean i'm just watching it on a month-to-month -month basis and it's it's gonna it's looking like it's gonna be a real challenge to get anything out in the future yeah i i have no i don't know if you guys are familiar with a platform called tubi that was kind of becoming the go-to thing for independent filmmakers and then they got bought out recently by fox so i don't know how that's gonna affect things yet it's so depressing Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. sure doesn't Let's look press everybody. <laughs> I mean, I feel like well, it's just disappointing think... for you. Go ahead, Megan. Well, I was just gonna say, with everything going online nowadays, you think that would give independent filmmakers more of like a place to put their work versus like you know the big production places they send theirs to like movie theaters and things like that. But you feel Bingo. like with the internet, it would give you an option, you Bingo. know. But that's, all that's... these big companies are buying out the little guys. No, but like the know, different they're doing that and yeah. they've also all started self-producing stuff like that's what Net Net Netflix kind of got away from buying indies now um not that they paid a whole lot for them anyway but now they're just doing their own they're producing their own movies Amazon's producing their own movies like each platform is basically and then Disney I mean every single platform that comes out now they're basically trying to buy up as much as they can of all the other platforms so they can control it and they're just producing their own content now they're like they don't want they're not looking for any um independent films anymore not like they used to be yeah. No, but you know that so about crazy. The, the independent yeah. filmmakers, um, they're going to get their, hopefully they'll get their platform because now with this COVID-19, filmmaking is going to be a lot different as far as, you know, they're going to have to get like a skeleton crew, uh, longer weeks to work instead of working all night. It's going to be shorter just for health reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's hardly going to be any, uh, uh, movie theaters. Uh, there, there's this article that I read today, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to send it to Todd. It, it narrows down everything like the future of filmmaking. I got to plug in, so just let me disappear for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for it. So I, I, I forget what it's called. I highly recommend anybody like in the, in the film world to, to, to watch it. But um, let me see if I can pull it up. But they talk about just the future of filmmaking how different it's going to be some of the a-listers are you know going to be afraid to come out and be in, in group gatherings you know uh, social distancing and stuff um let me see if i could find it i'm ready to work so i'll work anybody want to yeah. hire me i'll but, be there <laughs> like like smaller level actor like myself and todd we're going to want to work so we're going to tell them hey i'll work but it's yeah. called. I'll work overtime. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> Prayer for the death and rebirth of Hollywood. Okay. If you could find that article online, it pretty much sums up everything that's going to happen. Interesting. So yeah, right now I have no idea when stuff's going to come back. I did. There was some uh, some people coming in and read for some really big productions. You know, in the last two or three weeks. But at the same time, I'm like, well, when the hell is that going to start filming? <laughs> I mean, are they ever yeah. going to start? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even movies that have already finished and, you know, are done are delaying release because yeah. 
they're not going to make the money that they think they deserve. Delaying it at all, I think that's a huge mistake. But that's just me because if if they wanted it to come out in theaters, they needed to release it when the theaters open back up. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think they've done pretty well with releasing it just on streaming. Like I know the Hunt has done well. Onward, Trolls. I know those are animated movies and kids need entertainment, but. The problem you know. is that they spend so much money on these studio movies now, if it doesn't make a billion dollars, they consider it a failure. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I think, I think so I don't, I don't, you know, uh, movies making a billion dollars may not be happening for a long time again. <laughs> Joel, come out on, yeah. uh, on, on VOD, though? Yeah. Yeah. It did. It did really well. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I bought it. I paid the 20 bucks to rent it. Yeah. And that was I, a moment. And I, I did this. <laughs> <laughs> It's only five bucks. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think like, I think it's almost smarter because right now everyone's locked in their houses and like, what else are they going to do? So like I paid 20 bucks for the hunt and I paid 20 bucks for trolls and yeah. like, I probably would have done it for onward too, but Disney plus just went ahead and put it on there, which I think it was, that was cool. But I mean, I think it would be a good money making opportunity. I think so. I think it'd be great if all the streaming the streaming platforms eventually are going to have to start looking for movies like ours again. If they would get away from us going through their middleman, the aggregators, that would be awesome. Because I don't like having to deal with these middlemen that can steal your money. Right. Yeah. Todd, you nailed it too. Uh, when you read this article, that that's another uh, issue. Yeah. They're coming up with uh, just coming up with ideas for movies. They're going to rely the way I try on to the explain it to people is like say that you have an agent as an actor, right? And then they send the check to your agent, and then the agent takes off with your money. I mean, that's exactly what happened to us. So it's just ridiculous that we have to have this extra middleman in the picture that doesn't need to be there, that does absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they just get paid so to do nothing. I mean, there's really no reason for it. I, I I have no idea whoever came up with that idea of having them work on stuff, but. Maybe they'll do away with it now that this happened to us. It's going to look well, like. We hope so. <laughs> we definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, any thank other you questions guys. about any, any specific scenes or anything? How we did it? Why we did it? I feel like I got a lot of mine answered. With cool. such a limited crew, who did the, uh, the um, what do you call it? Like all the, all the makeup. Special effects. Special yeah, special effects. We had enough money to bring some people out, I think, probably for three nights. Maybe they did four nights. And the person we hired disappeared. <laughs> oh. They disappeared too. But, but their assistant is the guy who, who stepped up. His name's Andy Aerosmith. And then um, his, uh, his, his girlfriend, I think, or business partner, her name's Emma Campbell. And they stepped up and they, they took the whole workload on. And the thing about it was we didn't have money to do test effects, right? So we didn't even know. Normally you would do a suit test with a Bigfoot. You would see what the Bigfoot's going to look like first. We didn't know what shit was going to look like till the night we started filming everything. So it was always like I had no idea. I was just a nervous wreck because most of our budget went into the special effects makeup and making that Bigfoot look good and the desk look good. So we didn't know if they were going to look good or what, and they just they nailed it, thank God, because – we really had yeah. no idea what we were going to get ourselves into until we started filming it. Well, it looked real gross, so good job. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys like the Bigfoot at all? Did you think it? Did you buy it, or did you think, "Oh, this looks cheesy as hell"? I I thought the I height was a it. really yeah. I thought the height is what really sold it. Yeah. It was a really tall. Whatever was it a person or was this a statue? No, no, or... no. It's actually Brick in the movie. That was how I got him to be in the movie oh! with his Bigfoot because I said, "Hey, I know you probably don't want to play Bigfoot, and we couldn't get anybody that was big enough that wanted to play Bigfoot." And I said, "Dude, you could do it, and I know you don't want to, but if you do it, I'll I'll write a scene in the movie just for you so you can showcase your your acting, and I'll put together a demo reel for you." That's <laughs> so awesome. That's, yeah, nice. Cool. It was cool enough to do that. And he had one of the best attitudes of everybody in the movie when he shouldn't have. He had a lot of personal things going on while he was on set that we didn't know about that actually happened while he was getting in the makeup that, you know, 99% of people would have left set immediately if they got a phone call. But he stayed there and he he was a trooper and he worked until the damn makeup melted off his face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. True professional. Because exactly. some of the shots look really good, and some of them don't look as good, and that's because the makeup was starting to just go away. And and, and they told me you got to hurry up and film this stuff as fast as you can. But I mean, we couldn't film it super fast. Yeah. I filmed as fast as I could. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that actually came back to play Bigfoot. Like we we shot as much of his hero shots, like his face, 
and all that kind of stuff in the guy in the big suit. But like we we'd put have someone just a random person put on like the the arm and then claw someone's face. <laughs> We're like, hey, get in the Bigfoot suit. And some of us look so terrible because when a normal person that's like five ten or six foot puts that suit on, they look like they're about four foot five. <laughs> they, look like, they, they look very small with the Bigfoot costume on, and you you just laugh at them when they put it on. I would imagine it's very hard to find a lot of people that are above six four. That yeah. costume stunk. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I bet it did. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wanted to make the costume either. Like everybody we had asked, they're like, hey, it's going to cost 10 or 20 grand. So I bought like this cheap Bigfoot costume as a Halloween costume that I found online. And then I hired the team to put it together and make it look as good as possible. And then just really sell the face. That was the whole thing. Let's make the face look incredible. Yeah. Well, what did you use to make the Bigfoot noise? Like what was what was that? That's about? just a mixture of different animals, like bears and all kinds of shit that I could find online. I would just find as many different sound effects that I could buy and purchase, and I would layer them up together to just make the craziest sounds possible. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah I oh, really like thing that a lot of people never ask about, and they probably didn't think. If you ever heard of a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that's the guy that did our music for us. He wrote the score. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. He, he was a big fan of ours, and he loved the movie. And he's like, "Dude, I, I'll I just want to work on this thing." And we're like, "Are you sure?" He <laughs> <laughs> did really good on that score. I really love that. Yeah, the score is great, and we kind of yeah. he kind of gave an homage to like Predator in a couple scenes where he kind of changed the music, but you'll still feel like that Predator feel. Yeah. And he'd ask me if he could do that. I said, "As long as you, if it's legal, you can do whatever the hell you want. Just make sure it's legal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need any lawsuits, please. Whatever we can get away with, and. We did. Yeah, so he did like a little uh, monster predator just in a couple places, but that was it. But yeah, I feel like music kind of tends to make or break a movie like this too, with the suspense oh, it, feel all and the, all yeah. movies about the music. It's all about the music and the editing. It all comes down to that, really. If you if you get a shit editor, you don't get anybody good with the music, then the whole movie just falls apart. Yeah, a good good example was what was it, Jaws? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was. That's what I kept thinking. You know, I, I would refer to Jaws like because I kept thinking, I really want to show more of the Bigfoot, but you know, we don't have the budget and we there's not much we can do. So we'll show it as little as possible, but we'll show it enough to sell it, like they did the shark and Jaws. So I thought I kind of used that as my motivation, you know, because I don't think the shark actually came into the movie where you saw it until like 45 minutes or longer into the movie. Yeah, it was a long time because you'd hear the music and you'd see it yeah. thin, but you never yeah. saw like and even then they had to use the barrels because the damn shark didn't work. So a whole lot of that's just playing on your uh, imagination and what you're visualizing in your head as you're watching it. Yeah. Movie magic. Yep. Movie, movie magic. Movie magic. What's his name of? What's his name of? Well, I think the movie is really entertaining. We'll definitely yeah. send it to. All the people, Tell all the, all the friends. friends. Yes. Yep. Tell everybody to check it out to at least rent it for 99 cents. If they like it, you can buy it on Amazon Digital for $4.99. And if you're a person that likes physical media, which is kind of what everybody needs now, because I'm getting, they're starting to uh, throttle my internet over here to where I'm yeah. trying to watch movies and they keep stopping on Netflix mm -hmm. or anything. That makes so much sense. My Hulu has been doing that. Yeah, for some reason, they're throttling everyone's internet. It's like, oh, COVID-19's caused uh, the internet to slow down now. So we're going to screw up your internet, but we're going to charge you the same price. So I'm like, every night I try to watch something on Amazon or Netflix or anything. It just constantly stops. I'm outraged right now. <laughs> I th I'm outraged. I thought that was just like my house being bad. No, I didn't know that was like a thing. About it. it's, it's pissing everybody off. We're like, dude, First of all, none of us can do anything, and now you're throttling our stuff to where we can't even watch any streaming stuff. So it sucks. But if you like if you like physical media, which a lot of our fans do, you can buy the Blu-ray. I think it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And then they have like a coupon where you can get fifteen percent off or twenty five percent off something like that. Uh, we we go to this company. Their name is Screen Team Releasing, and they've they've taken really good care of us. So if you want the Blu-ray with all the deleted scenes and all the raunchy stuff that got us. Uh, Banned from Amazon. You can check that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, so I can't again, wait. Yeah, go ahead, Megan. I was just gonna say I can't wait to watch because my best friend loves these kind of movies, so I'm definitely gonna show her and we're gonna rent it, all that stuff. But I can't wait till your dick gets bit off and I'm gonna be like, I interviewed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing that. <laughs> it's your shining moment. 
Yeah, and if you guys, if you guys, if each one of you don't mind, if you would uh, just do a review on IMDb and then do one on Amazon, that helps yeah. us out tremendously. And then just when you tell people, also have them review it because most people don't know, but those reviews help us tremendously because without those reviews, people wouldn't even be watching it at all. Yeah, hundred percent. We're right there with you. We just got our first real review on our podcast, and it was like a really exciting moment for us. Like it wasn't one we wrote ourselves. So okay, all right. I know everybody thinks that we're writing our reviews ourselves. I'm like, dude, I can't create that many accounts. And then they're like, well, it's friends and family. I'm like, my friends and family don't watch this movie. So <laughs> most of my family's never seen the damn movie. They haven't seen anything I've been in. I've been like seventy damn movies and TV shows. They don't even watch shit. Honest, I'll be honest with you. The first time I saw you on something was on Nashville. Oh, okay. So I already I recognized you like immediately when my dad showed me your picture like forever okay. ago. So I was fangirling just from that because I love that uh, show. <laughs> well, thank you. Great in that. It was good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We have Todd Jenkins and Billy Blair from Cherokee Creek. Thank you. Um, check it out. Watch it, and then um, subscribe also to our podcast, which is Culture Rhymes with Culture. Megan, you want to do your social media thing? Yeah, so Instagram and Twitter is CRWC Podcast, and our Gmail is CRWC Podcast at gmail.com. We will link the Amazon description to your movie in the bio in our description, and then we'll do oh. your social media and things. Okay, like that. I'll send so I'll actually send find you. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. So. Cool. Thank you guys for having us on. Cool. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks thank you so much for getting Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Let us let us know. Let us know uh, anything else that you guys have coming on, and we'll definitely uh, put it out there on our socials as well. Awesome. Got it. You bet. All right. Thank you. You guys have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.